dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. It's Monday. Let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or savor a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. You are not going to want to miss a single minute of this episode. Because today, I am sitting down with Chris Toronto, Communications Manager for the Paso Robles Wine Alliance. And we are talking about all the amazing things that are going on in preparation of and culminating in Paso Fest. Tickets are available at PasoWine.com. And if you use ETWG underscore 22, you will get $20 off your ticket. Purchase either the general admission or the VIP tickets. But don't wait because the Starry Night Dinner is already sold out. But you can still get tickets for the Sparkling Paso event and the Cab Icons of Paso Winemakers Seminar. While you're listening, please take a moment to rate and review Exploring the Wine Glass. Ratings are now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible pretty much wherever you're listening to this podcast. So taking one minute of your time is the only way the algorithms will suggest exploring the wine glass to others. Slancha. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, someday service, champagne specialist, and WSET level two graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials, as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Allura the Poor, sponsored by Dracina Wines. I am so happy to be here today because as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I am the biggest Paso Robles proponent there is. I adore Paso. And today with me, I have Chris Toronto, who is the communications manager for the Paso Wine Alliance. So hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, Lori. Good. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Absolutely. And we are getting into an amazing time in Paso because in just a couple of weeks, we're going to have Paso Wine Fest, which is an amazing event that occurs in Paso every year. It is. It is. It's our, this will be, you know, technically our 40th year, although we had to take a couple of years off. We don't count that. <laughs> we're not counting it. We're still saying 40 years strong. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We can just take those couple of years and, and push them to the back of our minds and don't think anything about it. Right. right yes, absolutely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so before we start talking about the festival, how let's talk about Paso itself. Like sure. I, I, I scream from the top of my lungs, how fantastic Paso is, but let's get another person's opinion. Why do you think Paso is so fantastic? Uh, we, uh, you know, it's, it's, it comes down to the growing environment, really, truly. I mean, is super important, making great wine. So many, there's so many factors, but I think really it comes down to the fact that we have this real cool kind of almost Goldilocks little place along California's central coast. Uh, the soils being, you know, high pH soils, high in calcium, calcium carbonate, um, uh, you know, basically ancient seabed stuff that has been uplifted and really close to the, to the surface. Uh, this relationship that we have with the Santa Lucia mountain range and being able to, you know, actually get a cooling influence from the Pacific Ocean over and through that mountain range because there's a slight dip in elevation parallel to us 
and and you know and in between us and the Pacific Ocean. And so it allows some cooling influence, but not you know something you know beyond uh, necessary to just kind of give us that little crispness that takes us from maybe 100 degrees during the day to like 50 at night. And so that that you know also along with the fact that yeah it's a long growing season here you know these days uh we're seeing bud break somewhere around mid maybe even early march uh and then uh you know we're done picking maybe second week of november so that allows us to grow a lot of different varieties varieties that don't normally get ripe because we we do get warm here uh, so all of those little pieces combined makes this a really great growing region. You know, we don't hang our hats on just one thing. We're not just Cab or just Syrah or Pinot or anything like that. We're 64 different varieties. And so I think for a lot of people, we're great. And they consider us a really great region because there's so much diversity and you can, so many different wine drinkers can find what they like here. So it's it's all of those things combined and then the people. Right. <laughs> there you go. The people. I I find the people in Paso, our very first visit, it was special. You know, the people, you know, when you go into a tasting room, you are talking to the people who are in the vineyards, who are making the wine, and everybody cares. And what I think is very special is that if there's not so much of a competition between winemakers in Paso where there may be some competition in other areas, you know, everybody wants everybody to succeed. And, and that's what's special about Paso also. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the whole rising tide floats all boats uh, kind of mantra is, is very much alive and well, you know, each time we host, whether they be journalists or trade or just, you know, different guests in the wine industry, that's always something that they point out to us like, wow, you know, you guys in Paso, you're like, you're always pushing each other along. You're always saying, oh, you like what I'm doing here. You should try, you know, this person or, or this winery and try their stuff. And, and that's, that's a really cool vibe to have here that is, is, uh, is definitely seen out, out outside of our area, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. The fact that Paso can grow 64 grapes and not only just grow them, but grow them well. And, you know, when somebody comes to Paso, they aren't pigeonholed into a specific variety. They can try everything and explore new varieties that they may not have even known that they like, and then they can fall in love with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we like the fact that, um, People are, are recognizing us for that because then we know that there's a lot of, of variety, as, as I mentioned before, that can maybe bring you around to like, even if you're like a cab lover or something like that, or you're really into your own style wines, you might walk away going, wow, you know, there, there's some really great Italian varieties there, Spanish, or there's some cool blends. Because that's the other thing is, is there's no real rules here. We're not bound by anything. And so you got people blending. I mean, blending Cab and Syrah now is almost like kind of commonplace. <laughs> you know, uh, years ago, it kind of, it really wasn't. Um, but now, you know, blending Cab with Petite Syrah, Syrah, who knows whatever else out there um, works. It actually works. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it, it's an experimentation to the people's palate. And then they find out, hey, this is pretty darn good stuff. And I'm really close because Paso is centered right between uh, San Francisco and LA. So it's a lot easier to get to here, to Paso, to enjoy the spectacular wine. 
Yeah, definitely. That We find that to be definitely a benefit of ours, not just because we're centrally located, but to come here, it's not a day trip. So you're likely staying here. You're likely kind of getting a piece of the community while you're here because three and a half hours you know, is a, is a little much. If we were like an hour, maybe even two from say a major city, I could see people coming up and, you know, spending a better part of an afternoon or something. But when you're three and a half, four hours, either way to a really major city that might have its own tourism and its own kind of influx of, of, of visitors that are looking for more, we're, we're not really that for them. You, you, you have to come here because you're coming here. And, and I think we're, we're doing a far greater job these days of attracting people um, simply because, I mean, first and foremost, wine, well, food as well, and just this really fun and welcoming community uh, that uh, you, you get people that are going to spend a, a night or two here and really immerse themselves into the wine uh, culture. Absolutely. And that brings me right into, that was like a perfect lead in, Chris. So (laughs) that is really what the Paso Robles Wine Alliance is about, is bringing recognition, bringing people's eyes onto Paso. So can you tell us more about the Alliance and your role in it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the Alliance, you know, we've been around, uh, we've been around since the wine festival started, actually. Mm -hmm. Kind of how the wine wine alliance got its start was uh, a committee uh, born out of um, a need for, for tourism uh, centered around wine that created the wine festival in 1983. And so this committee eventually evolved uh, in the, the early 90s uh, into the Pastoral Vintners and Growers Association, and then later on evolves into the Pastoral Wine Country Alliance. And we're basically the, non, the nonprofit um, organization, marketing official marketing organization, I should say, uh, of the Paso Robles wine region. We represent this American viticultural area and uh, we are made up of uh, wineries who choose to uh, basically invest into the wine alliance uh, for the betterment of the whole. And so we use those funds along with uh, different grants that we get um, and from different agencies in order to do that. And so we, of course, have our website, PasoWine.com as this major uh, kind of, uh, I I guess, visitor serving uh, trade as well, but visitor serving uh, place to go and learn more and find information about not only Paso, but our wineries and places to visit, hotels, all that good stuff. But we're also very much into raising the brand awareness of Paso uh, through the trade and through media. And that's where I come in. I'm the communications director here. And so my role is essentially to speak to trade and speak to media, hopefully uh, inspire them to, whether it be write about Paso, look for Paso wines uh, in market to carry or, or, or to educate others actually on the region. Uh, so we do, we do master classes for trade. We do immersions for trade and media, meaning we'll host them on different trips. We've got one coming up next week actually uh, for trade. And, um, and we, we do this uh, in order to hopefully get those people to become new ambassadors, if you will. You know, so if it's a sommelier, you know, or a wine steward uh, working the floor at a restaurant somewhere or, uh, you know, at a, at a retail chain or an owner of a small wine bar or a large wine bar uh, somewhere else in the country, 
if we're giving them the tools to help represent Paso and the Paso wines that are on their lists or on their store shelves, uh, then maybe it'll mean additional wines being brought in. Maybe it'll mean they'll give somebody the time of day that's new, that's knocking on their door saying, hey, I'd like to show you my stuff. Uh, it, it hopefully opens more doors to having more Paso wine out in that market. And, and so that's a lot of what we do is this brand awareness thing. Consumers, we do, we do a lot of things for consumers. Uh, not only PasoWine.com, but events. And that takes us back to WineFest, actually, because WineFest is, um, is kind of that marquee for us uh, over the years of, of being this kind of, um, if, if anything, diving board, <laughs> if you will, into Paso Wine. You know, this is that, that place where you can, it brings you out and brings you in and, and then kind of sets you free into exploring what Paso Wine has to offer. Um, but it starts with a festival. And now it actually is a new name this year. So it used to be called what? The Pastorables Wine Festival. So we all, you know, had our own kind of endearing terms for Wine Fest. Um, I still call it Wine Fest. Um, but many people called it Paso Wine Fest. And so we figured, well, why not? <laughs> Let's <laughs> move forward with it, you know? Well, it kind of says it all. It's Paso. It's a festival, right? Pet Fest. Let's cheer it on. Um, and it's even in a new location this year. It is. It's going to be over at the uh, uh, the Pastorables Event Center. Uh, I, I wanted to call it the fairgrounds because that's kind of what we call it, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, but it is the the event center, uh, and it's it's and it, and it isn't you know like fairgroundy. I mean, it's really cool. We're we're basically holding it over in this area called Frontier uh, Town or Frontier Village, I think it is. Okay. Uh, kind of an old western uh, theme with uh, wooden sidewalks and that whole thing. And so it's it's going to be really cool, and it's going to be very Paso. We've we've had a number of really great years holding it in our downtown square park. Uh, which is right in the smack in the center of town. Uh, but with COVID and having to cancel two years in a row, uh, that gave us an opportunity to kind of reimagine uh, Winefest and, and how and we would want to do that. And we've toyed with the idea of moving it for years. I mean, closing down streets in Paso and putting, you know, almost building a little city in downtown. Uh, and after a while, like, the busyness of Paso alone with merchants and parking and uh, all of that kind of stuff. It just, it, it, it was just challenging. And, um, and while it's a, it's a really community oriented thing, it, it was almost kind of swimming upstream to the community, especially the business community. And so we definitely saw this opportunity that if we could take it over to the fairgrounds, we'll have dedicated parking. We have all of these other hard amenities that we don't have to build ourselves. Right. Uh, it, it just it, it just lent itself to to being there. And there's so many other events in town that happen there anyway. It's it's kind of perfect. Yeah, and for those who don't know, it is it's just a little bit off of downtown. The fa the mm. fairgrounds or you know the event center um, yeah. It's just a little bit off grounds and it, off downtown. And it does it has its own parking right there and um, multiple entrances so you can get in and out and the facilities are fantastic there so absolutely yeah and it's and, and lots of natural shade um, you know lots of seating lots of just a little bit of everything that we need for to pull off a really good festival plus 
there are indoor facilities, like larger indoor facilities that we can then host different types of things like seminars or like kind of like a VIP lounges and just all other things that give us that flexibility to be able to get a little bit more dynamic with the festival, because that's the other new thing. I mean, the whole festival is practically brand new, honestly. It's like, like it's a wine tasting. Yes. So, you know, wineries behind a table, but just in the manner that we're doing it is completely different. And those wineries, there's going to be a hundred wineries, right? About a hundred yeah. wineries. So mm-hmm. that is amazing. I don't think there's any other event anywhere where you could walk into a single place and taste that many wineries at one location. No, not not in Paso Robles, that's for sure. Uh, They're all Paso Robles wineries serving, uh, sharing uh, Paso Robles AVA wines, American Viticultural Area wines, and um, and celebrating it too. I think that's the big thing. And that's and, and it's everybody. I mean, honestly, it's everybody uh, from you know a lot of the kind of bigger production people to the super small production. You know, the the people that get the high high scores and and the folks that maybe you've never heard about or that are brand new. I mean, there's there's just a little bit of everybody all uh, there at the wine fest, all sharing their wines and and a lot of uh, what makes Paso. Uh, unique, especially from their point of view and from their wine point of view too. I mean, gosh, you're gonna, you're probably gonna be able to find all 64 varieties grown in one way or another, whether in a blend or standalone. So it's gonna be really, really cool. We're, we've got, you know, a couple bands playing, seminar. Uh, okay. We've got, uh, we're, we're gonna have, um, you know, on stage kind of entertainment beyond just bands because we have, you know, the local uh, Cork Dork show is gonna be broadcasting and bringing winemakers up and something fun that they're doing is they'll be pouring a wine on stage and talking about it uh, over the broadcast as well. And then they're going to make that particular wine available. If you're there listening and watching, you can walk up to the the, the tent there and, and be able to taste that wine. And we've asked, uh, let's see, I think we have um, nine winery winemakers that are going to be on that show to show something that they're not showing in their booth. Oh, okay. Something something special. Yeah. Something special, something like maybe potentially vintage or, or, or whatever. And, you know, and, and, and in so many cases and so many turns in the fest, we're trying to do that. We have a VIP uh, area uh, that we've asked every winery, all 100 wineries submit a bottle for the VIP section. Uh, and it's something you're not pouring uh, in, in, in at your place over on the wine festival. And then we're, we have a team of sommeliers that are going to be curating them and creating, you know, these hourly kind of pop in and taste and check those wines out type of thing. Wow. Prepared to talk about them and everything else. And so it's, yeah, we've never done that before. We've never done that broadcast thing before. We've, we've, we've never had, uh, you know, as many bands and, and all kinds of other things, you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I saw, I saw that there's actually three stages that are going to be going rotating through bands. So people are going to be entertained, you know, the entire time. And what, what actually are the hours of the grand tasting? So yeah, the grand tasting is uh, from noon to four. Uh, So that's, that's, um, the entirety of the event there. However, we do have um, a maker seminar that 
takes place just before that. Uh, and that one's called the Cab Icons of Paso. And so with Cabernet Sauvignon getting uh, such, uh, such great recognition lately uh, in Paso, we put together a fun seminar uh, ahead of the uh, actual fest itself. And what's new here uh, is we're, we've got, we've, we're bringing in, we're, we're just redesigning the fest or the seminar in general. Um, in the past, we would do like a cross section type of thing. We wouldn't really theme it. We would just bring in like, okay, we'll go from Grenache Blanc to, you know, Petite Syrah and everything in between six winemakers. And we talk about what makes Paso unique. This time we're actually theming it and, uh, and thought it would be kind of fun to to then focus on one thing this year. Next year we'll do something else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having um, having it focused like that is has been already. We can see. I mean, the tickets are selling pretty quick for that. Uh, but that maker seminar is from ten to eleven thirty. So that gives people about a thirty minute little break window, whatever, uh, to then come into the main uh, tasting. That's from twelve to four. And that would be a separate ticket when they go yes. on. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a separate ticket. Uh, and so, and it's, it's essentially, it's unlimited tastes and um, uh, there will be some sampling and the like uh, happening there, but we're bringing in also another new thing, another new element, a bunch of food trucks and food purveyors that um, are uh, going to be in their own little kind of corralled area uh, ready uh, to sell food. Uh, but the big thing is though, is, is that we're giving everybody a food voucher. So I'm holding it up for you, but everybody gets this little $10 food voucher. So we couldn't figure out really how to serve everybody food and make it work and, you know, satisfy everybody. And so we thought, all right, you know what, here's what we'll do is we'll get these food trucks to come in, give everybody this food voucher, $10 towards, we're asking them, of course, to be able to pump out food as quickly as possible. Cause you know how you go to a festival and then you spend half the time waiting in line and then another yeah. half the time waiting for your food. Mm-hmm. We're working with our food uh, providers to make that quicker, go faster. But then also by offering up a lot of different variety, we're, we're hoping that that can keep things really moving. And then also a, a $10 voucher. I mean, you don't get change for it necessarily, but that should cover everything if not the majority of whatever food or plate getting. And so now there's another one less thing, you know, to slow things down. And so people can enjoy the day, but still be able to consume some food and, and not- Which is very important. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very, very important. Um, You see all those people with the pretzel necklaces and stuff. This is much better than a pretzel necklace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> hey, we're not uh, judging. If you want to wear a you, necklace, you absolutely. Knock out. There is never any judging here. Just, just you know, I'm just saying the food's going to be a lot better than a pretzel. That's all I'm Definitely. saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's not have a maker's market there. So you know, to give people a little something extra, if you want to slow down, or you're taking a break, or you're just wanting to check out some really cool stuff. Um, We'll have a lot of uh, cool artisans that are actually like make their stuff or do their own work and, and, and all of that. And so people s- selling everything from, you know, hats to jewelry and, and kind of a little bit of everything in between. Uh, but we, we made certain to kind of curate that so it's not just kind of canned stuff. Uh, we want to bring people in, 
you know, have the same passion like our winemakers do. And that's perfect also because somebody might be a designated driver and there's something Mm -hmm. that they can look at, or maybe somebody, I don't know why, but maybe they don't like wine. Um, (laughs) I I don't get it, but (laughs) (laughs) but there's things that they can look at and they can purchase and still support small, which is what Paso is still support those people. Um, Yeah. And now there's also the wine fest. It's kind of like the culminating event, but it actually starts on the 19th is kind of like Mm -hmm. the weekend and wineries are doing like their, their own thing for those days. Yeah. So, so many wineries will start doing things uh, that are, that are going to be like their own events um, as early as, as uh, on Thursday. Right. And so of that week. And so you can definitely go to PasoWine.com. And when you go to the WineFest page, there's a little link there where you can look at the main events, but then you can look at winery events. And then that whole thing is populated with what every winery in town is doing on our, our main database. And so you can plug in to see, you can search by winery, you can search by activity. Um, and then of, of course, searching by dates. I mean, that kind of makes it important. So if you're looking at Thursday the 19th, uh, that'll tell you who's doing what. Most wineries, though, are likely hosting their own events on Friday the 20th or Sunday the 22nd, uh, simply because so many wineries are involved with the festival itself that while they're probably going to be open on those on Saturday the 21st, uh, it's, it's just kind of likely that anything special is going to be on the days surrounding the 21st. And that could be anything from just open houses uh, to, you know, different maybe music events or barbecue and, and other kind of foodie type of things to, um, to full-blown winemaker dinners and, and going crazy with, uh, you know, outstanding in the field style uh, uh, meals. So it's, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, but like I said, a good majority of them will be like Friday, and then on um, Sunday. Sunday is going to be the daytime, mostly of the daytime activities as well, uh, where Fridays are likely the, the more of the evening activities since people might just be getting into town. Yeah. So it's good to go to PasoWine.com and, and check that out any time of the year, truly, because now WineFest is, is kind of like the kickoff to right. season. You know, and now it seems like, you know, that's the following weekend is... Um, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and then you get into summer, and kids get out of school, and so it's a good place to go and check out if you're coming to Paso and you can't make Wine Fest, you can look there to see what's happening. Yeah, and you, uh, the Wine Alliance, actually holds several big events throughout the year. Three, three or four? Three, yeah. Three. Well, four, kind of four, yeah. Because in spring uh, or earlier spring, um, just a few weeks ago, actually, we had Spring Release Weekend, which is the third end of March used to be called Zinfest. We're changing everything around, by the way. That's renaming you know, stuff. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know, out with the old, in with the new. Absolutely. Yep. 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 And so we had spring release weekend, the third weekend of March, and that'll always be um, third weekend of March. And that's basically a celebration of the new releases for the year. So many wineries are busting out, uh, whether it be uh, the whites or rosés of the previous harvest uh, around that time. 
to, you know, maybe some red wines that uh, have sat in, in barrel and, and in bottle long enough and it's time to get them out there, right? So uh, it's just that good pivotal moment to kind of recognize that and celebrate it and get people out here to come and experience it. You know, weather starts to warm just a little, just enough. It's not summer yet. <laughs> and then Wine Fest, third weekend of May. And then uh, we've got, uh, it used to be called Harvest Wine Weekend. Now we're calling it Harvest Wine Month. And that is the entire month of October. Uh, what we noticed is when you, when you tell the wineries, hey, third weekend of October, uh, let's throw a bunch of really cool parties and stuff and get people to come out and experience harvest. And every year it's like, yeah, every, every event kind of comes together, you know, from behind the scenes, mm -hmm. a little last minute because it's <laughs> right. like, they're really busy. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and the grapes so, don't wait, you got to pick them when yeah. they're, you know, when they're perfect. So they can't, they exactly. can't wait. <laughs> so what we ended up doing is saying, well, let's just call October harvest wine month. And that's the month to come and celebrate and hang out and check out harvest one way or another. We told our, our we're telling our wineries, uh, all right, everybody do something in October and we'll market it to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll create the database and we'll have fun and we'll, you know, create this kind of thing that, that happens. So that's, uh, that's new. We're not there yet, but okay. we'll get there. And then we, uh, we've got uh, Blendfest on the coast. We've been doing that for a few many years now. It's a partnership with, um, the 101 Discovery Route, or Highway 1, sorry, Highway 1 Discovery Route uh, over in Cambria and San Simeon, Lower Big Sur, kind of above Cayucas and all, uh, with the Cambria uh, visitor uh, folks and the San Simeon Visitor Bureau folks, uh, just trying to create something in February uh, that, you know, highlights uh, a, a time over there when it, where it's really pretty, could be wet, but it's really pretty and it's a little slower. And so by creating a, a tasting event over there, uh, we're hoping to get a few heads in beds and uh, get people to come and enjoy uh, Paso wine, but just over on the coast. So we call it Blendfest on the coast and it's a celebration of all blended wine. So we encourage everybody like come and explore and, you know, get out of your box only liking Cab or Syrah or, you know, there you go. Something else, <laughs> Chardonnay and, uh, and come and check some other stuff out. So yeah, we also go on the road though. I don't know if you know this or not, Lori, but we we do we do road shows. We haven't in a little while. I was at the one in New York. Oh, that's right. You were. I forgot. That was a funny coincidence, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. I go, I go to New York and I do a password thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, interesting. You're okay, right on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, I mean you out in advance but still it was like uh yeah sure you <laughs> all right <laughs> but yes we do events all over the united states we've got a couple coming up uh where we're going to go to san diego on june 23rd we will be in san diego hosting a grand tasting event with about 30 wineries so that particular event we actually bring wineries with us they're behind a table it's like a mini wine fest sort of okay. They stand behind a table and, you know, we do a trade event ahead of it and then a consumer event after. We'll be putting tickets up for sale here pretty soon on castlewine.com for that. Just as soon as we got our venue locked in, uh, we'll, we'll have all the deets for that. Uh, and then later in the year, we're going to uh, Texas in October. 
and uh, Arizona in November. So we'll, we'll have those details, of course, uh, eventually. And those are going to be mostly trade events. We're going to figure out some consumer elements to it uh, and, uh, and get on the road and market Paso. Awesome. So as we go back to Wine Fest, right? Yeah. People can purchase the tickets at PasoWine.com for Correct. everything. Yeah. Purchase tickets there. Uh, right now, when you, when you look at everything that is on offer for uh, Wine Fest, there's still, there's still some Thursday winemaker dinners uh, tickets available. Uh, so we do two different dinners, one at Thomas Hill Organics, the other one at The Hatch. Mm. We have wineries. Uh, that's, once again, that's on Thursday, May 19th. We have wineries that uh, have signed up to pour their wines at those dinners. They walk around and uh, hang out with, with everybody there and just talk about their wines and great food at Thomas Hill, great food at uh, The Hatch. So those are a couple of fun dinners uh, that uh, those restaurants actually, uh, in, in, in essence, host on our behalf. So it's, it's cool that they're getting involved and doing that. And they've been doing it for a few years now. Um, Sparkling Paso, another new, new, new thing, by the way, on Friday, May 20th, we're going over to Paris Valley Road um, Estate Winery. And we have five uh, brands who are making sparkling wine in Paso out of Paso grapes uh, that are going to be pouring there and sharing what makes Paso Robles sparkling wine unique. Uh, and, and that's that's actually, again, that's a, a neat new first time event thing that we're doing. It's from 4 to 5.30. So it's a, a little short window, a little 90 minute uh, fun thing to go and taste a few wines uh, nibble on a few bites from Paris Valley Road and get to know some winemakers and kind of an intimate setting. Uh, so that that's uh, that's a fun thing that we're doing. Uh, totally new. Paso Starry Night Dinner. This one's sold out. Oh. It, but it's really neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is kind of like one of those outstanding in the field type events. Uh, we're, we're doing it over there at the event center. They have this awesome park, this little mini park. Uh, in the center of the fairground, bordered yeah. by walls, little stone walls. They got twinkle lights there. It's like, it's so unique um, uh, to have that little piece of grass that exists there. That's really pretty. It's like, uh, you, you kind of forget what's around you. Uh, and um, uh, we're going to do it there. One big long table, a uh, great chef, bunch of wineries. Uh, it's mostly winemaker like kind of winemakery couples uh, that are at the the dinner table, uh, so that would be fun too to get their vibe. It's also winemakers who are all friends as well. That's one of the things that I, I think really sets Paso apart in, in a way is, is is how actual friends so many of us are yes. in the community. Like actually hang out with them because we want to, not because we're forced to, or not because. Right. We're, that like you know that so many people are such friends uh, outside of of business and so that's kind of what starry night dinner is all about we're, we're gonna have to figure out how to you know eventually expand that thing in the future so more people because that, that sounds awesome yeah and if it's sold yeah. out you got you got to do more yep. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right the maker seminar icons of cab uh, of course i mentioned that earlier 10 to 11 30 on saturday the 21st uh, and then you can get your tickets for the Wine Fest Grand Tasting uh, uh, for Saturday the 21st from 12 to 4, also on PasoWine.com. Awesome. Yeah. 
economy. There's a couple levels of tickets. There's the VIP ticket and then the, there's our general admission ticket. Okay. And then is there any at the door sales? Uh, probably. Probably. Okay. But they we can always probably. just, they can always just do it from their phone or something. Exactly. From the website. Yeah. Yeah. We try, we try, we're trying not to have that kind of that whole like cash exchange type of thing or credit card running and right. that. But yeah, if you're doing it from your phone and you're literally standing there and a ticket is available. Yeah. When we're not, we're not doing the thing where we bump up the ticket cost the day of it's the same price, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. And it is illegal to hand over wine at these events to customers, but the wineries will be able to take your orders when you fall in love with the wines, right? Definitely, yes. And they're gonna we're encouraging to do that. Thank you. Uh, that we're encouraging to do that, them to do that. Uh, and of course, you know, bring signups for wine clubs and all of that. And then hopefully on Sunday, that's when you're running out to the wineries and picking them up and yeah, enjoying yourself a little bit more. A little bit more. Awesome. Yeah. So did, did we miss anything about WineFest that, that the listeners should know um, other than to get to their computers and purchase tickets? Um. Well, I'd like to offer everybody listening uh, their own special uh, promo code for your show. Oh. Uh, they can get a $20, uh, $20 discount on, on a ticket. Uh, and so maybe how, how, how can we go about doing that? Well, let's see. Why don't we use code um, ETWG for exploring the wine glass? All right. We're going to do, can, and I'm going to add something to that if that's okay. Sure. We're going to do ETWG underscore 22. All right. That's our code right now when we do these. Uh, okay. That, so we're keeping track on, on, uh, for the year. So uh, if that's okay with you, we'll do sure. WG underscore 22. Uh, you can just plug that in when you are uh, getting as a promo code when you're uh, cashing out and that it'll take a $20 discount right off the price of the ticket. All right. That is awesome. My listeners are going to love that. And thank you. That is awesome. And um, so all they got to do, go to PasoWine.com. Please, you know, do the order for that wine fest because it is going to be amazing. You've got 500 wines, 100 wineries, a tasting, you know, seminar. What's not to love about it? Yeah. And, it, and you know, obviously, fingers crossed, it's going to be a great day uh, there. It's always a great day. I didn't in even mention the headliner band, though. <gasps> no, so, you didn't. So the headliner band. So, okay. This is where a little bit of the sense of humor of the staff here at the Wine Alliance, uh, because we, we quite literally were like, well, what do you like to listen to when you're like at these events? And, you know, something that's that's fun, that's not too crazy, that's, you know, kind of background music, but you kind of want to dance a little bit to it. Right. You, you kind of want to have a really good time. And so um, we've got this amazing a cover band of Holland Oats that are going to be <laughs> they're actually they actually tour they're a touring one of those cover bands that's like a tribute band uh, and, and that's going to be there uh, hanging out and playing their tunes on the main stage we, we have a band ahead of them as well <clears throat> we're going to have the Sean Clark family band there uh, they're taking the stage first and then comes along the private eyes. They are our Hall & Oates cover band slash tribute band. 
uh, super fun, no better way to spend a fun summer afternoon sipping on Paso wines, listening to Yacht Rock, right? That is a perfect name. That is a perfect name. (laughs) Do they look like them too? I think they do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yeah. They get up. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty neat. Uh, And so we're, we're just looking forward to having a really fun afternoon uh, on, uh, on the 21st and enjoying Paso wine and getting everybody out there. You know, the entertainment doesn't stop there. Uh, we will have, of course, as I mentioned before, uh, the cork dorks from 92.5, uh, Adam Montiel, he's going to be there interviewing, uh, winemakers, sharing different wines. Uh, that's going to be on stage as well. And then we'll have over in the VIP section, a DJ, uh, spinning a few tunes. And of course the sound doesn't stop in the VIP area. And so posting up near it or whatever, if you're not in VIP, uh, you're going to listen to some fun tunes and, and uh, sip on some great wines. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to a really great afternoon. Our wineries, they're getting creative too. Uh, we're hearing, uh, they're asking for all kinds of interesting, you know, kind of things, spaces, where they can be, what they can do. And proposing some interesting things as well. I don't into that yet, but I think, I think just shy of, uh, approving a dunk tank, uh, we're, (laughs) we're going to be, uh, (laughs) we're going to be seeing some creative things happening at each of the different winery booths. Well, you know what? I kind of like the idea of a dunk tank. If it's one of those hot Paso days, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, a good relief. Everybody's going to be volunteering to be in the dunk tank. <laughs> Just to be clear, though, we're not going to approve a dunk tank, but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's always next year, too. You know, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, next year, you never know. We're going to actually approve five dunk tanks. There you, you know, go. So we'll see. <laughs> that is awesome. So at Paso Wine Fest, you can go to PasoWine.com to purchase your tickets either general admission or the VIP, you mm-hmm. can use the code ETWG underscore 2020. 20, oh, no, ETWG underscore 22 to get $20 off of your ticket order. And you can, there's going to be food trucks there. You're going to get a $10 food voucher so that you can eat the amazing food that's there while you are sampling all the wines. There are three, ba- there are three stages. There are bands, Hall of Notes, one of the uh, Hall of Notes um, tribute Cover band, band yeah. <laughs> tribute band, right? Uh, is going to be there. It is so much going on on uh, at Paso uh, Wine Fest. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to be there. Exactly. You're going to miss out. You're missing out on the big, the big new fest that's going to be uh, the hopefully the standard for years to come. So I think so. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining me and for sharing all of the information and for offering up the $20 discount code for my listeners. I appreciate that. And I'm sure they will appreciate that also. And I can't wait to uh, see what Paso Wine Fest is. Yeah, and we're going to see you there too, right? Yes, I will be there. Yes. Yes. So we will see you in a couple of weeks. And thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. This has been another episode of Exploring the Wine Glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wine Glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoypud. 
Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Music is Wine by Kevens. Until next week, sláinte. Give me the red, red wine. Give me the white wine.